Christmas uh, is a time that is all about our memory. Uh, I'm sure you can remember certain gifts that you received at certain times, whether they were good or bad. Uh, You go to familiar places each Christmas. You might go to Nan's house or your cousin's. It's a familiar place. Uh, And, of course, every year you make memories with taking awkward family Christmas photos. Um, Whenever one side of our family gets together for Christmas, uh, we take a photo of us all standing in the exact same spot that we were standing in the first time we took that photo. And that was easy to do uh, when my children were babies. It's getting much harder when I have to hold an 11-year-old boy uh, in my arms. Uh, But Christmas is all about the memories. And Christmas for Christianity is all about the memories too. Because Christmas is an annual event in which Christians remember God's people remembering that God had indeed remembered them. That's something that we don't want to forget at Christmas. But of course, when we first met Uncle Zechariah, he had indeed forgotten uh, that God remembers his people. And so you'll remember he was struck mute for the whole time that Elizabeth was pregnant. I'm sure he would not have forgotten that moment, and it would have been a time of very quiet reflection. Now, I reckon if you had not been able to speak for nine or ten months, that you would have a lot to say. You would want to say some things that people would not forget. But as we saw in the reading, when Zechariah's mouth was opened at that moment that he insisted on his little writing pad that his son was to be named John... Well, it's not him who speaks, but the Holy Spirit. The the Lord had closed Zechariah's mouth when he had forgotten God. And so it was only fitting that as Zechariah remembers God's word to name his son John, that God has the first word as Zechariah's mouth is opened. And then what seemed to be kind of like a, a scene out of a musical where characters just burst into song whenever they want to express their feelings... Um, Old Uncle Zechariah drops some bars about the glory of God and his kindness in providing baby boy John, who will grow up to be uh, Jesus' cousin. Now, Uncle Zechariah now seems to have the sharpest memory of anyone in that room because he recalls that God never forgets his people. He reflects on their rescue from slavery in Egypt and Babylon. He remembers that God remembers And so now he knows that what is unfolding in this moment with the birth of John and soon the birth of Jesus, that is God remembering his people. It's like going through the family photos of previous Christmas memories and seeing your family do the same thing they always do at Christmas because that's how your family rolls when Christmas rolls around. And verse 72 is key to how God rolls at Christmas. Zechariah sings that God is here to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. That last part we've covered, God remembers his covenant, his promises to his people. But what is that actual promise? Well, God promises to show mercy. Actually, it's more like he promises to do mercy. God is not just about, you know, best wishes at Christmas. Now, he's about doing the best thing anyone could ever wish for at Christmas, and that's being loved and rescued forever. See, Christmas reminds us that God uh, does mercy and he does memory for us. 
Because Zechariah goes on to sing, he sings of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. See, it is very easy to forget that Christmas is all about the shining light of God's tender mercy coming into a world in darkness. See, as Christmas approaches, we often seem to remember only the good bits about it because they're the family memories that we've captured in our photographs. There's the the presents, of course, there's the food, but there's also that anticipation of just switching off and enjoying family with no distractions, remembering life as it should be. But every Christmas, we forget that it never completely delivers, does it? There's still dishes to be washed. There's still tensions with relatives that have kind of festered for the year that you kind of have to resolve. There's presents that break or presents that don't come with any batteries. And as you get a little older, it can be painful to see those kind of symbols of Christmas from your childhood of family and food and festivities kind of lose their shine a little bit. They dim and darken in your memory. And so it should be in those dodgy or tense or painful moments at Christmas that we remember what our real need is. Because it's not presents or food or chilling by the pool. It is, as Zechariah says, being given the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of our sins because of the tender mercy of our God. See, we need the light of Jesus to mercifully shine salvation on us in the darkness of our sin, which exposes our crooked paths that lead to death. And when we admit that we are trudging towards death, then we can, through the tender mercy of our God, be removed from those paths and guided onto the path of peace. But for that to occur, well, we're going to need to be willing to remember that it is us who have created the darkness we live in through our forgetful rejection of God. And then we need to accept the gift that was offered to us some 2,000 years ago and is still offered to us now at every Christmas and every other time of the year. Because at Christmas, we are going to receive lots of gifts. We're very lucky and fortunate. And we're going to have different reactions to some of the gifts that we get. Some gifts can be a bit of a challenge to accept, like if it's an you know, ugly, old, ugly sweater knitted by Nan. I don't know if anyone's ever got one of those. But imagine that for a moment, three friends approach me at Christmas with three different gifts. The first one gives me a book called Getting Fit in a Fortnight. And then imagine that the next friend gives me another book entitled Overcoming Selfishness. And then another friend gives me a gift voucher to Ashley and Martin uh, Hair Recovery Clinic. And if I was to say to these three friends, thank you so very much for these gifts, well then I am in a sense admitting that I'm a balding, out of shape jerk, aren't I? I'll leave that up to you. You see, some gifts are hard to receive because they mean remembering and admitting that we have flaws, that we have weaknesses, that we need help. But God knows that if we are going to have any hope at Christmas, well, then we're going to have to swallow our pride to a depth of great discomfort to receive his heavenly gift. Because Jesus, the light that dawned in the land of darkness, was eventually consumed by our very darkness. It literally went pitch black in the middle of the day when Jesus was crucified. 
Darkness covered the world once more because the rising sun of the world, Jesus, had been snuffed out for us. And that had been done to bring us into the light of God's tender mercy and paths of peace that lead to eternal life. So the gift of life that dawned at Christmas means acknowledging that we are the darkness of this world. This is what Zechariah's song calls us to reflect upon and remember. God was made present at Christmas to present to you the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of your sin because of the tender mercy of our God. That is a tough gift to unwrap and accept. But when you do, like Zechariah, it is certainly worth singing about.